Welcome to Global Truth Center. That takes me to my talk. Question I have for you today. How many of you feel that you live in the moment? Wow, that's like almost no one. Raise your hands higher. How many people feel they live in the moment? Okay, that's better. You've had moments to think about it. <laughs> okay, that's good. Well, if we're going to say we, we live in the moment... That means I have to explain to you what that means. So what that means is, and this is out of the dictionary, well, the contemporary dictionary, you enjoy the present time with no worry about the past or the future. So how many of you now can say that you spend a great deal of time not thinking about the past or the future? Okay, your hand still went up. Are you retired? It actually has nothing to do with it, but it does. Here's what's funny. So I looked this up, and I was like, how much of our mental time do we actually spend thinking about the past? And how much of our mental time do we actually think about looking into the future? Now, the funny part about this is I looked up psych psychology today, and it said the answer depends. You know what it depends on? What do you think it depends on? Your age. Who said that? That's exactly right. It depends on your age. The younger you are, the more you think about the future. The older you are, the more you think about the past. Do you all think that sounds kind of sense, makes sense? So clearly, most of us are thinking about the past a lot. <laughs> but that's what it talks about. And basically, it says, as you get older, you kind of stop contemplating the future because the future feels fearful because you seem to know where you're headed. But you know what? No, you don't. You really don't. We have an idea of what happens as we get older and as we grow older and age, and yet it's not, re it's not reality-based. No, it's based on precedent. You know, it's based on everything that's happened in our world, so we can say, you know, well, I see what it's like to get older. I'm not looking forward to it. Who's looking forward to get even older? Dr. Laura wants to get really old. Are you raising your hand? Okay. Anybody going to beat 105? Yes. What are you going to go to? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Huh. What are you going to go to? How old are you going to go to? Uh, 115. 115. Do I have 120? 117. Anybody else? 118? I'll do it. <laughs> She's like, I'll do it. 118? Okay. Anybody 120? Because that's the number I've done. Me, Annie, you and I. One, what? 135. And she will still be sitting right here treating for us. So I'm kind of joking, but I'm not. What's in your mind? What's in your wallet? What is in your mental wallet about aging? Does it take up any of your time? Frankly, 
According to psychology today, it doesn't. Because what you're mostly doing as you get older and older and older, you know, and I'm facing my 70s. You know, I'm gonna be 67 next month. So I'm like looking at this going, okay, 70. 70 sounds, you're gonna hate me. 70 sounds really old to me. Does anybody, who's over 70? And now I've lost you all. Okay, good. So 70, I'm being really honest here. 70 sounds really old to me. Um, Einstein said this, time is relative to our point of reference. Time is relative to our point of reference. And that's really what I want to talk about today. Why you think the way you do and what your thinking is doing to you. And so if we're going to live in the moment, we're actually going to have to be willing to get rid of our perspectives. We're going to have to be willing to get rid of certain things that are holding us in place. So how many of you know what an AEP is? I know you do. You might. We've been taking classes. Tell me what it is. AEP. She said automatic dating process. <laughs> no, I know you said automatic data processing. I like automatic dating process better. Um, but an AEP is an already established premise. Y'all got them, Don Hill. You've got lots. Already established premises. That means you have decided what you believe about what. Already established premises. We live with these already established premises. In fact, your already established premises is the, the, the funnel by which all of your beliefs move through. So let's just say my already established premise is that I believe the world is good. Well, I'm going to process everything that's coming at me from the, the world is good. So I can look at the news and say, there's something good here. Not just because Ernest Holmes said so, or because I was taught so, or because it says it's better for your health to live that way, but because I actually believe that. That is my already established premise. Mine is, my life unfolds perfectly no matter what. And I think I shared this a few weeks ago, that um, when my daughter passed away, um, and her birthday was just this weekend. When, when my daughter passed away, I got a, a message on Facebook saying, well, there goes your, and he didn't, I don't think it was meant meanly, who would, who would be mean to someone who just lost their daughter? So I knew that, because I believe everybody's good, inherently. Uh, you know, I could have reacted like, what? But I didn't. But it was like, you know, well, I guess that takes care of your premise that your life is unfolding perfectly, because what is so perfect about this? And yeah, now, now I really don't mean it. <laughs> and there's your premise. <laughs> I hate people who say that. Um, no, so I, I got up on stage that Sunday and just said, I want to be very clear. It has not shaken it. It's the truth of what I believe. In fact, that premise is getting me through this and understanding something. So your premises are getting you through. It's just how good are they getting you through? So... Um, so your already established premise. So how are, you going to, how are you going to live in the moment against your already established premises? So you've got, here's what's happening in the world. Here's what I believe. And here's my thought about it. Now, here's what's funny about this. By the time something happens, and you, from your belief, have a thought about it, 
it's over. And you are not living in the moment. You are, in fact, on delayed time. Because by the time you process or process, whether you're Canadian or American, by the time you process, your mind does it automatically. I'm not saying you sit there processing it. Every reaction you have, there is a split second where you are no longer in the present moment because your AEP is playing into whatever happened, translating it into your reaction, and now your thought comes. So in that moment, you're not in the moment. You're actually behind it. Is everybody following that? Yes? Okay, good. I'm going to move on. So, um, modern neuroscience says this. We are always trying to catch up to our point of reference, which places us living in constant delay. I'm going to read that again. It's a little heavy. We're always trying to catch up to our point of reference, which places us living in constant delay. Now, I'm not saying that you're, you're consciously doing this, you are unconsciously doing this. You are unconsciously coming from your already established premises. Those beliefs are translating what's coming in, and now you are giving your reaction, reaction to it, acting again from these beliefs. So if you ever wonder why religious science works so over time to get you to understand your beliefs, it's because of that, because you can't live in the moment if your beliefs are running the show and you're not even certain in that moment that those beliefs are the beliefs you actually believe anymore. They're just there, right? So, hold on, my computer just went off. Okay, so in other words, you're actually living in the past. Every moment that you are reacting to something, you're living in the past. Now, I'm not saying you should go around not reacting, but you have to know that you're living in the past. But I am gonna get to how is it possible for us to be living in the moment? So, what don't you know? Everything. everything. Who said everything? Thank you. What don't you know? Now, of course, there's a lot of stuff that you don't know. But, but frankly, it's what you know that's getting you in trouble. And here's what's so funny. As a practitioner, I was taught by the brilliant David Walker, Dr. David Walker, to start my treatments with, here's what I know. But the minute I say, here's what I know, I don't know it anymore because I'm delayed. <laughs> so for all you practitioners that start with, here's what I know, do you? Do you really know that as you're saying your word or has that been changed momentarily? And are you only knowing that because of what your beliefs are? Here's what I know. I'm not saying that I don't know things, <laughs> just FYI. I do know things. But am I willing to unknow things? What don't you know? And there's a wonderful lyric in the song where this comes from. So I just let go of what I know I don't know. Think about that for a second. Let go of what you know you don't know. How many of you know neuroscience back and forth, upwards and downwards? How many of you know quantum? I know you do, Candace. No one else. How many of you know quantum physics? Like the back of your hand. I know you do, Candace. <laughs> she is a neuroscientist and a quantum physicist. So other than Candace, none of us. So I can let go of what I know I don't know, and I know I only do this by living in the moment. But the question is, how do we live in the moment? So the title of my talk today, oops, 
Go back. Well, never mind. Yeah, what don't you know? There's the title of my talk. Thank you. So, um, how do we let go of what we know we don't know and what we think we do know? What stands in the way? Well, what stands in the way of all of this are your AEPs. So, dare to live. This is our, my daring moment today. Could I convince you to dare to live without your beliefs? Just think about that for a second. I know, scary, isn't it? It's like, what? I mean, what if you were to live your life with no beliefs? Just get rid of all your beliefs. What would that feel like? What would that be? What would it be like to say, I'm going to live perfectly in this moment with no AEPs, no beliefs. I mean, how would you think? Because you only think based on what you believe. That's how that works. My beliefs create my thinking. My thinking create my feelings. And my feelings create my emotions. So how would you be at having no beliefs to live your life by? What'd you say? Dead? <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes it takes us a mental death to actually find the truth, to hear something. Because I can tell myself, and I can tell you, that when I believe something so wholeheartedly, I am blocked off. I am just blocked off. That's one of the great things about the, uh, the advanced consciousness class that I know many of you have signed up for. It starts with, I know nothing. Now, what can I know? But that means I got to really live that. I know nothing. I'm willing to know nothing. Now, what can I know? So, that's my first dare to you today. To dare to live without your beliefs. Because you know what? That, that is the epitome of what it means to live in wonder. How many of you would like to live in wonder? And that doesn't mean wondering what's going on but to live in the consciousness of wonder, to, to, to see, like a child, thank you, just like a ch the child's brain, to be able to see things as if for the first time, but the as if wouldn't even be a part of it, to see things for the first time. I mean, I know Dr. Laura, but what if every time I met Dr. Laura, I was experiencing her again. I had no preconceived ideas of how she was going to react. As I'm saying that, I'm going, this is gonna be difficult. But that's, that's the challenge. Dare to live in wonder. So, in fact, Einstein said this. People like us who believe in physics know that the distinction between past, present, and future is only a stubbornly persistent illusion. So in time, when we think about time, there is no past, there is no future, there really even is no present because, as I just said, the present moment is actually delayed for us as thinking creatures. So our job is to, in the knowledge of that, let it all go and stay in wonder, stand in wonder. So how would that feel? What would that, what would that really look like? Well, we'd have to really be willing to dare to wonder. And I love this slide. Dr. Dr. Laura saw this slide and she went, oh, I love that. Do you wonder what's going to happen if that guy jumps through that? 
what's, what's going to be next. How many of you, well, let's just look at um, Reverend Cheryl. You know, you could tell emphatically that she's probably not going to jump out of a plane. <laughs> could you tell that? And yet, maybe after this talk, we'll all jump out of a plane. <laughs> we'll be like, oh my God, this is jump. As long as you have a parachute, that works. Yes. So what in your life, and this is really the crux of this talk today, you know, as I put this talk together, my own head was exploding because there's so much research on delayed uh, reality. And I had to really question all of what I believe as a practitioner in the whole here's what I know thing because my consciousness is what creates my experience. So my beliefs, your beliefs, your AEPs, your already established premises of life are creating the very essence of the life you experience. It's not changing life. We gotta get clear about this. It doesn't change life. It changes your experience of life. So if I'm gonna be willing to live in the moment, and I love that he gets to the end. You know, when he gets to the end of the song, he's just like, I just live easy and breezy. How many of you would like to live easy and breezy? <laughs> How many of you do live easy and breezy? See, not as many raised your hands. So that's what I want. You know, I only talk about things I want to experience. And this idea of dare to wonder, I want to see more excitement in life. I want to see more, I want to be more curious about life. I want to experience things that I've experienced a million times and experience it for the first time. I want to experience my marriage in a new way. Many of you here are in marriages that you think you know what they are. How many of you, don't raise your hands, just think about it, since you're probably sitting next to this person. How many of you think you know everything there is to know about the person you're married to? <laughs> no, we do. We think, well, there's no surprises. I know exactly who this person is. Really? Maybe. Maybe what you really know is what this person has decided about themselves, not who they truly are. And you can be the catalyst to help someone find out who they really are by not being willing to see them as who they think they are. Just think about it. I love someone laughing. Just think about that. If you dare to wonder, you're going to come at everything a different way. You will come at your finances a different way. I can't tell you how much counseling I do with people on finances. Almost every time, the problem is the way they look at money. Almost all the time. Because they look at money the same way, the way they've been looking at money, and looking at money, and looking at money, and been taught about money, and their parents felt this way about money. And it's just an ongoing, circuitous route of lack. That's it. That's the only thing. The minute we dare to wonder about the prosperity of the universe, why are there billionaires in the world? And why am I not one of them? Anybody ever say that to themselves? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, nope. Dare to wonder. <laughs> I mean, what stops you from being as successful as the most successful person on earth? What is it? One thing, your AEPs. That's it. And without your AEPs, I would say you're actually living in the moment. Because the only place where everything is possible is this 
perfect moment that has no past, no future, and not even my delayed reaction to it because I've no longer allowed my AEPs or my beliefs to delay my reaction to it. I'm actually in the purity of this moment. So as I was putting this together, I was like, so how good are you at it, James? And I was like, you know what? We know too much about what we know nothing about. I'll say it again. (laughs) We know too much about what we know nothing about. We have defined this world. We've defined ourselves. We've defined religion, spirituality. We have defined everything to the point where we defined ourselves into a box because we think we know so much. Here's what I know. And as I am knowing this, the quantum world is zooming ahead of me. What if I just jumped on the back of this quantum intelligence that keeps expanding and stay in the consciousness of wonder and allow it to take me with it? And if it changes, I will change. And if it turns back again, I will turn back again. I love that line in the song where he says, um, I won't, I, I, I don't, I can't live my life looking backwards. So I would love to disabuse any of you who are still spending any time in your life looking backwards with the woulda, shoulda, couldas. I love when he says that. I can't live my life looking backwards. I've tried many times and I just find myself saying, I've been denied of the life I was searching for. But then he says, but then I spun around and I hurt no more because I'm living in the moment. That has no power over me. That cannot affect me anymore. So I would like to think that we can all take the time to let go of what we think we know. Dare to wonder, and we might just be living in the moment. And it's not just about being present. Because here's the deal. I could have given this whole talk about being present. And in fact, in the beginning of the week, that's where I was. I was going to give a talk today about living in the moment the way I understood it, which was being present. And I could talk to you about meditation. I could talk to you about contemplation. I could talk to you about staying conscious and awake. I could do all of that because I know all of that. And yet, everything I know about all of that needs some revising. Actually, it needs me to let go of it so I can know something else. And when I did that around Thursday or Friday, I realized the talk needed to be something very different. It needed to take us to a place of understanding that living in the moment is about letting go of our AEPs, our already established premises, even mine. And I asked myself, I said, so if you're going to let go of my life unfolds perfectly, are you going to start thinking it's not unfolding perfectly? I went, I don't know. Do you have conversations like that with yourself? I don't know. Well, really? And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm going to see something and go, that's not perfect. My life is not unfolding perfectly. What are you going to do about it? And I was like, wow, there's, I got goosebumps thinking about that. You know, it's like, okay. Okay, I'm willing to. We get too cavalier in what we think we know. I mean, I left Catholicism because I was done buying beliefs that didn't work for me. I just was done. Well, I don't want to create the same thing over there, over here, in new thought. Because new thought needs to be about the new. 
and not just a new way of thinking this. New thought needs to be about the quantum revelation of life as it continues to expand. Did you all, can you imagine, we're all of a certain age, most of us, I know you're not. Um, go back to when you were really little. Did you really think the movie 1984 was going to ever happen? Wasn't, or Star Trek, when you would watch Star Trek. But you know what? We're getting close. We're getting really close to beaming ourselves up, Scotty. So, so it's not that it's not going to happen. It's that it's on a journey. We're all on this journey. But we can't be on the journey if we're sitting back saying, no, this is what I know. This is what it is. We're like, we're like that person like with their feet in the dirt and people are trying to pull you and you're like, or like my dog that is like that on a walk. So are you all ready to join me in just blowing all of this up, letting go of beliefs that you even think are serving you, just to dare to wonder what would happen if? Who would like to try that with me? Great. And if, it, and if you feel like, I'm not really there yet, that's okay. We will drag you along <laughs> with your heels right here. Right. We'll push you right out of that plane. Because that's what I feel we're all here to do. This is an amazing spiritual community. And we are here to show the way, to lead the way. We're here to, when something comes up and makes sense, to bring it forward. So I invite you this month, I mean, to, at the end of this month, to dare to wonder, to be willing to wonder. As we step into, I never tell the theme for the next month, but I am going to tell you what next month's theme is because next month's theme comes right on the heels of this, because this is my last talk in this month here. Um, next week, you get Dr. Jim Lockhart, who's coming in to give a speak. He's flying in from Paris to give a talk here, and he is like Mr. Quantum Mental Physicist. Um, next month, our theme is going to be question. Question everything. So we're going to go right from this idea of wonder to being willing to live the question. So... Dare to wonder, dare to live in the moment, dare to let go of your beliefs, your AEPs, dare to step out of this delayed life reaction. And every time you feel a reaction coming up, ask it what it is. And I mean like that quick. It's like something, somebody says something. Did you ever hear yourself? Somebody says something and you're like, ah, and you just want to react? It's not you. It's your beliefs. It's your already established premises of life. That's what's causing that instant reaction. Not so instant. You're still delayed. And in that delayed reaction, you are now wasting time because you're not willing to stand still and just listen to whatever this moment is ripe with. I say it's time for us all to be ripe with possibility, to dare to wonder and to live in the moment, knowing that the moment is something even more profoundly infinite than we ever imagined. Namaste. Hi, this is Dr. James Mellon, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast of my Sunday message and ask you for your support. Your tax-deductible donation to Global Truth Center ensures that we can continue to provide you with this form of inspiration each week. To make a contribution now, please visit our website at globaltruthcenter.org. Again, thanks for listening. Namaste.